freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 339 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is the 2021 Gun Rights Policy Conference, and our guest is Alan Gottlieb. Alan is the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, which is dedicated to promoting a better understanding about our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Alan is also the author or co-author of numerous books, including Things You Can Do to Defend Your Gun Rights and Assault on Weapons, The Campaign to Eliminate Your Guns. Absolutely. Welcome back to the show, Alan. It's always great to be with both of you. Thank you. Absolutely. And so, as we said, it's almost time for the GRPC again. Uh, give us kind of the rundown on what we can expect this year. Amazing how quickly a year can go, isn't it, Cheryl? Uh, <laughs> well, th this year's Gun Rights Policy Conference is going to be September 25th to 26th, Saturday and Sunday. And of course, this year we're again live streamed uh, rather than being me getting a chance to meet in person due to the COVID still hanging around. Um, and uh, what can we can expect? Well, we're going to have a few less speakers than we did last year because we decided last year when we were going to go online uh, that we, we'd expand it. And uh, quite frankly, I think we expanded it too much for a lot of people and gave them a bit of an overload. So we're going to come back to the normal number of speakers we would normally have if we had it you know, live in person. Uh, and we're going to probably be dealing with everything that's out there with Second Amendment issues, uh, including how COVID has affected the, the 2A community uh, in, in doing our lobbying and our litigation and everything else, because uh, it's obviously changed the dynamics of, of how we work. Uh, we'll be covering everything from you know, legislation going on federally and in the states uh, to litigation, which is very, very heavy right now all across the country, uh, including a U.S. Supreme Court case coming up. Uh, we'll be discussing everything you can think of with, with, about gun rights, uh, the, the Chipman nomination uh, and how that's been, been handled both by the administration and by the gun rights community in fighting it, uh, the arm, arm brace, the ATF trying to you know, put, put new regulations on arm braces. We're covering a, a lion's share of everything that's going on. Uh, it's basically going to be, again, the place where it's the who's who in the gun rights movement speaking. Uh, and uh, it's, I've been really proud this year that I've had very little hands on with it, to be candid. The staff has really pretty much done it all. I've been very, very heavily engaged in uh, a lot of our efforts, both in, in media, running TV and radio spots na nationally, uh, and on the, on, on the internet as well, uh, the litigation and legislation stuff and fighting the Chipman nomination. 
So I've really left it to the staff and they've so far done a very marvelous job and everything is on schedule and it looks good. Well, Alan, with all the stuff going on, you're not hearing things in the news about gun, gun stuff. And, but they're secretly doing it, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting how the media uh, shields the anti-gun movement in this country. And so when they go on the attack and they on, on, on offensive and they do things, it doesn't necessarily get reported. So a lot of our gun owners don't realize just how much their rights are really under attack and what's really happening. That's why shows like yours are so important uh, to help get the word out. Uh, it, it's been a, a crazy year for us. And we've held our own very, very well, which we'll be discussing again at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, because quite honestly, we've had more thrown at us this year uh, against our rights than we probably ever had. Uh, and, and we're still holding our own. We're still standing and our rights are still intact. And in many cases, they've been expanded. You know, we have a lot more sanctuary cities and counties around the country. We have a lot more constitutional carry states, you know, states where you don't even need a permit to, to, ca to carry a firearm for self-protection. Uh, things are looking really, really good. So despite the fact that we've had, had everything thrown at us, the gun rights movement's done a really good job from boots on the ground, local activists, all the way up to the national groups. And I'm really proud of us this year. Well, I have to agree with you as far as, you know, the, having pride in the, the work that's being put in to pushing back. And, you know, I think that with this heavy push with this latest administration, you know, trying to write in new laws and bring this Chipman guy on as the head of the ATF. And, you know, a lot of these things it is waking people up and, and activating more people, making them realize that, you know, it, it really does come down to each and every single one of us. But it, to Dan's point with things like, you know, Afghanistan, what's going on over there, obviously we need to hear that news. We need to know what's going on with that. But if we aren't looking beyond you know, the top five headlines, I think people might start, uh, you know, getting refocused and getting off message, getting off topic about how much of an assault there is on our second amendment rights, every single minute of every single day, especially under this current administration. And you alluded to a few of the, uh, the court cases that the second amendment foundation specifically is involved in. Can you take us through a few more of those just to bring those top of mind for people about, you know, what needs to have our attention focused on it? Sure. But before I do that, I just want to, you know, talk about for a second, you know, in, in 2020, uh, we had a record number of new first time gun buyers, which seems to be continuing pretty heavily into 2021. And one of the things that's helped the gun rights movement uh, is that a lot of these new first time gun buyers now getting involved in defending their gun rights. That they own a firearm for the first time, they wanna make sure they can keep it. And they're pretty much in tune and aware of two things. One, that when they were told how easy it is to buy a gun, they found that that's not necessarily the case, with all the laws and regulations. And second of all, they've now seen that, you know, the Biden administration wants to expand those and make it even harder. Uh, I mean, the fact that Biden has come out now and, say, and said he's even in favor of banning nine millimeter pistols, uh, I mean, you, 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 it shows you just how extreme they really are. This is energizing, getting more people involved in our cause. And of course, we've, we, to find those people, we've done a lot of TV, radio, advertising, and internet ads to help bring them into the movement. And it's, and it's working. Uh, in fact, last week alone, uh, we brought in 20,000 new supporters of gun rights through the TV and, and radio and internet ads. 
So uh, that's amazing. It, it, it really is amazing. So it's it's not like the message isn't getting out. The problem is we have to pay to get it out, but the other side gets it out for free. That's mm -hmm. really the difference. The other thing that's been great for us, like you know, I'll address your question now, is all the gun rights legal cases. Uh, the Second Amendment Foundation is involved with around 40 cases going on currently in the courts. Uh, from a, uh, a key amicus brief in the uh, New York carry case that's going to be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court coming up in their October term to cases all across the country. In fact, we just filed one uh, this week uh, that uh, in, in Illinois against the Cook County, which is basically Chicago's uh, so-called assault weapons ban in federal court. And what we're trying to do is, is load up the court, the federal courts, with cases that deal with uh, right to carry, to deal with, uh, you know, banning some automatic, you know, you know, sporting rifles, uh, dealing with the 18 to 21 year old young adults where they're either banned from uh, buying guns, gun possession, or getting permits to carry, uh, to magazine bans. You know, we just recently, one of our big cases, we overturned the assault and ban in the state of California, which of course the state's appealing, but right now we have the win on it and uh, hopefully that we can get one of these so-called assault and ban cases all the way to the Supreme Court as well. Uh, and we're dealing with things like, you know, uh, gun shows on public property, you know, cases. We're dealing with restoration of rights cases. Uh, and we're, of course, the whole gamut of things. Uh, we have a, a very important case. We just won at the appeals court level uh, in Pennsylvania, federal appeals court in Pennsylvania, dealing with the right of uh, or stopping, you know, uh, government uh, jurisdictions from uh, via zoning laws, from banning gun clubs, gun ranges, gun stores, which hopefully it's gonna keep going up the chain and have major impacts nationally to help protect firearms industry so that gun stores, gun ranges, and gun clubs uh, are protected by the second amendment as well. Uh, and so it, it's been very, very busy for us. Uh, normally uh, summertime gets a little slower on the legal side. This summer that hasn't been the case. Absolutely not. And, you know, the, the SAF, you know, you guys have such a, a mountain in front of you all the time of cases to be watching for, to be interacting with, to follow up on. And this requires a ton of time, a lot of lawyers working on this, and unfortunately, a lot of money. Um, but I believe with 20,000 new members, uh, people are seeing the importance of supporting uh, organizations like the SAF, the Second Amendment Foundation, and we do have to support it with our dollars and put our money where our mouth is, where our rights are. Um, just real quickly, how would people help to support either if they're not a member yet and want to be, or if they're already a member and say, you know what, these cases are too important. My rights are too important. I would like to donate some more money. Yeah, well, people can either join and or donate. Uh, you don't have to be a member to be, to be a donor. So you can do either one. And the easiest way to do it is just go to our website at saf.org, samalphafrank.org. Uh, and just click on the donate or join page to join link. Uh, and also while you're up there, you know, you can get all the information on the gun rights policy conference. You can register for it as well on online. You get all the announcements about what's going on with it uh, at saf.org. Uh, in addition to that, uh, all our legal cases are, are there and our news releases, everything we're working on, including one, something I'm really excited about is our, our latest TV commercial that goes after the Biden, Biden and his administration what they're trying to do to us, which is educating millions of people every week nationwide on national television 
about about the threats that we face under under Biden's presidency. So again, it's saf.org and it's chock full of information. Absolutely. So I saw a headline recently, and you have a great uh, new head of your media, if I'm saying that right, in a man named Lee Williams, the gun writer. Uh, it might have been one of his pieces talking about how this Bloomberg funded every town for whatever their, their deal is, right, for gun safety in air quotes. Do they teach people in those classes in that? As far as I know, they have zero safety classes, firearms training classes, this every town. So I'm not quite sure how they get away with their, their phraseology, but you know, it's America, freedom of speech. They can do what they want. They can say what they want. But uh, from what I understand, they have put together uh, a new arm of their organization that the whole purpose of it is to continuously try to drown out uh, the the Second Amendment period and to overwhelm financially and time-wise those of us who are trying desperately to protect that precious inheritance. Yeah, well, I guess Bloomberg and his every town put so-called gun safety, which is the idea of gun safety is gun prohibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they really have, have mega millions of dollars they spend on this kind of stuff. That's why we set up to try and compete with it. They've set up something called the Trace, and they put out all kinds of research and uh, investigative journalism on their side to go after guns and gun rights. So we've hired Lee Williams as our chief investigative uh, reporter for the Second Man Foundation's uh, investigative journalism project. And he's done some marvelous work exposing stuff on the other side that the uh, dominant media, legacy dominant media in this country refuses to ever publish or, or, or put out. And we're reaching lots of people with it. In fact, Lee told me uh, the other day that his last piece reached well over uh, a million readers uh, on multiple websites across the country because we have lots of websites taking our, our stuff now. We're feeding it out to everybody to use uh, so that they can get, help spread the information. Uh, and Lee's done a marvelous job, and we're really, we're really glad to have him on board. Absolutely, that's fantastic. Yeah. I think also, that was a- again, his stuff is. If you go to the Second Man Foundation's website and and pull down the tabs on resources for the investigative journalism project, you can read all of his stuff. It's really good, and it's really important, and really informative. Absolutely, and on the topic of journalism, uh, actual journalism, journalism that you know tells our side of the story. You mean truthful stuff? Truthful stuff. Okay. Uh, there's a big event coming up. I think we are in our fourth or fifth year of it. It's called AMCON. And so what this event, I'm, I'm on the planning committee and I get to be one of the MCs. So I keep saying we. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for your work. Absolutely. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Uh, So we are designed to help network with other Second Amendment journalists and media people, bloggers, podcasters to uh, educate. It's really an educational weekend. And when this idea first floated, the Second Amendment Foundation just gave us full support. You are our our most consistent and our very first sponsor. And I just wonder what was it that made you realize the Second Amendment Foundation realized that something like AMCON would be so important? Well, you know, over the years, 
the, the Second Amendment community has really grown up media-wise with a number of people, you know, independent journalists, you know, bloggers, talk show, radio talk show hosts, uh, you know, and lots of people who, who get information on the internet. Uh, and it was important for them to come together and help plot, plan, strategy for, you know, re reaching our people that the, again, legacy you know, dominant media uh, tends to ignore our stuff. So we, we, we could have a pipeline to get information out. And for all the gun rights groups in the country, if there's no way to get information out, a lot of our work goes unnoticed and you know unrealized and, and has no effect. So it was really kind of important. So early on, we were really glad to be, I guess, the first sponsor. But now, you know, AMCON is actually a project of the Second Amendment Foundation, uh, and we 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 at this juncture we're, we're totally funding it basically, uh, and it, we think it's that important, and it's it's helped bring the whole Second Amendment community in in, in the resource area. Of communications uh, and all forms of communications, uh, you know, to the forefront and, and getting them all engaged, involved, and networking together. So I'm really kind of excited about it, and I'm hoping uh, over time, when the, after the COVID pandemic disappears, uh, and we're, we're able to spend some more time on it and, and, and grow it and make it bigger, that it's going to even have a more important role. Again, this year it's actually meeting since it's not as big a conference as the Gun Rights Policy Conference. At this point, the plans are still to meet in person live, uh, and I uh, hope you'll give some information out and since, since you're on the planning committee of where it is and how people have, you know get engaged in it. And I believe I'd be shocked if it's not going to be live streamed so that everybody can, can watch it anyway. But uh, it, it's it, I think it's a very important event for people who who want to get engaged or aren't already involved in communications with regard to Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. So it is this year live at, in Dallas. And so it's going to be the weekend. We're actually going two days this year for the first time. So we're going to go the Saturday and the Sunday, October 2nd and 3rd. And it's at the Weston Dallas Fort Worth Airport Hotel. And so people can fly right into Fort Worth stay right in the hotel. It's super convenient. And yes, while we were talking, I double checked to be sure that it is going to be live streamed on the AMCON page. So there's a Facebook page for our group. That's A-M-M-C-O-N. And uh, it's just a a tremendous opportunity for those of us who are just citizen journalists, right? Dan and I don't have any special degrees in journalism. Well, they can tell with me. <laughs> we just we just decided that we needed to start speaking up and we wanted to have the opportunity to interview amazing people who are subject matter experts like yourself and we thought as long as we're learning from you we might as well use all this technology that we are so fortunate to have at this time and place in history and as we're learning we'll have a microphone in front of you now we can have Zoom because we started out as a radio show and now we are podcast style. We can have this wonderful face-to-face, -face, although we're across the nation from each other. And as we have an, an event like AmCon, we're learning more ways to do what we do better. And we're trying to encourage other people to realize the power that they have as individual citizen journalists speaking from their area of expertise. We really all are subject matter experts in something, right, Alan? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am kind of serves a really great, great purpose for the Second Amendment movement. And uh, it, 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 its impact is, is greater than people realize because it really, it, it's sort of the network, it just keeps spreading the information from one place to another and keeps bouncing it around. 
and uh, it reaches millions and millions of people overall. So it's really great to have everybody sort of on the same page, moving in the same direction, and knowing you know what's coming up, what's important, and techniques on how to do it. You know, technology, as you guys are aware, you know, changes yearly. You know, everything is is different, and so we we need to be on the cutting edge of all all methods of communication. And Amcom serves that purpose. Absolutely, and we so appreciate the the support that the Second Amendment Foundation has given us from the beginning and are excited to now be, you know, so enjoined with uh, with the work that the Second Amendment Foundation does. So just as we wrap up, uh, let's to focus back on the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Uh, tell folks once again, what is the, the core mission of this annual event that you've had for, holy cow, I've lost track. How many years have we 30, done this? It's the 36th annual one. Wow. Uh, wow, I know the years go really fast. You know, when we first started, the very first one only had about 70 people. And the main concept of it was to get the national gun rights groups working together, uh, one place where they could at least sit down and, and each year and communicate and plot and plan uh, and help, you know, know what everybody was doing and, and work together. Uh, mm -hmm. Then it grew bigger than that, started to get a lot of the grassroots groups involved nationwide. Uh, over the years so that they can engage and work together as well. And then it expanded out bigger than that. And uh, now it basically is the gun rights event of the year uh, that is. lots of gun rights activists attend either these days, the last few years, virtually or in person. I miss the in-person part because the networking is, is really an, an important aspect of it all. But it's a, it's a place where you can meet, meet, meet everybody in one place. And it's the one time a year where we can all come together and it's, it's serving this a very, very important purpose. It's become an institution in its own. Absolutely, it is. And we so appreciate the work that goes into that every year. And I love, as you said at the beginning, that you, you've pretty much delegated now all of those planning uh, issues to your team because it does take a team to put something of that magnitude together. And they do it brilliantly every single year, last year being the first digital version, it was seamless. Uh, that was a complete redo of the whole thing after 30 plus years. Um, and so I'm excited uh, for this year as well. Uh, we can sit in the comfort of wherever we are with our, our tablet, our laptop, our smartphone, and be able to learn from all of the, the people that you brought together as speakers. And it's tremendous. It'll be it'll be live streamed on multiple platforms, you know, uh, you know, you know, Facebook, Facebook, uh, YouTube, other places as well. So everyone can access it pretty easily. Uh, and then, of course, it's archived. And so you can go back to it or do it at your leisure part by part because it's a lot of hours. I mean, uh, I believe it's well over 10 hours of programming. Wow. Uh, and, and so it's hard to sit down, you know, online and do that all in one shot but you'll be able to do it in parts if you choose to do it that way as well. You get all the information for it at saf.org. Fantastic. Alan, thank you so much. I, I so appreciate all the work that you do and you continue to do. And uh, there's probably five court cases that have popped up needing your attention while we were sitting here doing this. <laughs> so, so we will let you get to it. Thank you. And again, thanks for the opportunity to be with both of you. And I hope to see you live in person soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you. so Bye -bye. much. Bye-bye. I um, can't believe, you know, a lot of people don't understand. Right now, there's no talk about gun control. 
on the news. It's, it's all about very, Afghanistan. Yes. But that it's that's like, super scary. If it dangerous. was a newspaper, it'd be like page 30. Right. You know, it's very dangerous because they're still working on that. Mm -hmm. They're they're not going to stop. So be aware of that. And, you know, just simple things like city ordinances that say no more gun shows at the Coliseum. Like we have a big uh, fairgrounds here in uh, Phoenix. And all it would take for city council to say, you know what, we don't want to have gun shows anymore. And that would stop. And it's people like Allen's group, the Second Amendment Foundation, that prevent that from happening because it's a public place. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's controlled by the state for the public. The public owns it. Mm -hmm. And for them to say, we don't want this kind of uh, exposition at our grounds is unconstitutional. Right. Yeah. Who's the we? Who's right. the we that doesn't want that? Seven people right <clears throat> maybe seven people that just decide that you know we don't like guns so we don't think anybody should be able to do that yeah. it happened in california you know california used to have one of the biggest gun shows you couldn't go through it in a day it was building after building after building and you know you could go there and empty truck and come back with a full truck and one day they just said you know what we don't want gun shows there anymore yeah, again, this we, right. this magical, mysterious we right. that doesn't want it's this. It's not the people, it's the group. It's a, it's, I guess it is people because we vote these people in, but they do things that are way beyond their scope of what they should be doing. Well, one of our favorite movies, right, is called The Edge. It's the titled Edge, The yeah. Edge. And uh, it's, oh gosh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. And uh, my favorite line from this movie is what one man can do, another can do. So can and, and so um, Anthony Hopkins says that line over and over again, because he's trying to encourage uh, Alec Baldwin. And, you know, it's followed up by, we're going to kill the bear right? The bear. So because they're out in the wilderness and, and there's this bear tracking them and they're lost and all this kind of stuff. And they could be defeated. They could say, well, there's only two of us. We're out here in the wilderness and, you know, we're going to give up. But Anthony Hopkins said, what one man can do, another can do. We're going to kill the bear. And so, and, so, Alec Baldwin was kind of like a weasel, wasn't he? He, yeah. yeah he was a bad guy. He's, <laughs> he, you know, just he, he was more of a you know, he looked good. He was a pretty boy. Yeah. And uh, anyway, not to get too far off track, but, but that attitude, that can do attitude, that there is no obstacle too big. And if the other side's voice is loud, if the other side's voice can be heard and can change things as drastically as, as we've seen from right. the inception of when our inheritance was written out in the Bill of Rights and and the, our Constitution. If the other side can do what it has done, our side can do it too. We well, can move that line right back to where our founders placed it if we will speak up. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Because, okay, so the bear screaming, yelling, doing its thing, Anthony Hopkins had no choice. It's not like well, I could run away. Mm -hmm. You can't run away because he had nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. He had to choose to fight the bear. And as gun owners, we need to know we cannot run away. Right. We cannot forfeit. Well, we'll give up our AR-15s when already before they even take our AR-15s, now they're talking about nine millimeter pistols. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they are the bear and they're coming after us. But 
you know, bears are powerful, but they're not as smart as we can right. be. They're powerful and they're scary. Um, and, you know, we are talking about peacefully, uh, legislatively, right. um, individually taking up our responsibility to start living out and asking and not asking, we're not asking, Telling. we are requiring our elected representatives to truly represent us based on the exact document. We're not pulling this out of, you know, thin air based on the document that every single elected official takes an oath to support. Right. All we're doing is saying you Do gave it. an right. You made an oath. Now live up to it. I don't know how this is controversial. I don't know how this is shocking. I don't know how this is, you know, any way stepping out of our, uh, you know, comfort zone even really. So what man, one man can do, another can do. And the other side has been very successful at moving the needle way off the mark. It's up to you and me and you, Dan. Yep. And you know, it's funny that needle back. The second amendment foundation has to spend money and fight for what we already have a right for. It, it should be crazy. the other side that has to fight if they want to change something. The Constitution's still there, folks. We still own the Constitution. Yeah. It says that we have a right to bear arms. Well, what part of that in that 26 words, what part of that do you not understand? Why are words. 27? Well, I took one word out. <laughs> you did because you did. I thought but was in the in word. There. Yeah. Right. So you. <laughs> I, I, I thought but was in there. Oh, no, so, there's oh, no. There's no but. I've looked yeah. so many yeah. times and it's not, but there's the point, no, but, and there's no asterisk. The point so. is we have those rights. There are rights. It's in the constitution. You can go down to the Capitol and see that if you want to go see it, just to verify that it's not some kind of media junk. And anyway, so why are we letting them take that away from us? Why is a person that, you know, is elected says a state withhold, withhold the constitution and then turn around and, and try to take our guns away from us, uphold, Nancy Pelosi and all these the others. Right, why, why well, is that? I don't know, but I saw something come across. I, I should have read it better before I start commenting on it, but it was, I believe, the Crossroads of the West Gun Show, which is mm -hmm. huge out here in, in this part of the, the country. Uh, Bob Templeton, yep. I believe, um, is who wrote this to the Arizona Citizens Defense League, which I'm on the board of, which is why I would have seen this. And I am pretty sure that it said that in Pima County, they're trying to, whoever the they is, right? They are trying to do away with um, us being able to have gun shows. That's, that's Tucson. In uh, any kind of, you know, like the fairgrounds or that sort of thing. And again, I should have been better versed before I bring it up, but this is the stuff that goes on. So seven people again, maybe probably seven I, prob people, right? Yeah. And so it's like, well, if they can't get their way directly, right, then they're going to come around this way and in that back right. door and in the window and rip the carpet out from underneath. And just like Alan was saying, saying that in Cook County, is it Cook County? No, the Pennsylvania appeals court, they're trying to change zoning laws 
So now they're coming after it with zoning right. laws. And maybe that's what's going on in Pima County as well. But we cannot take a nap for a second because the tactics, they're coming at it from every possible direction. And where they're really trying to do things, um, the people that hate our rights, is to culturally, to change things culturally so that it's either embarrassing to talk about owning guns or there's something kind of a little bit fringe or wrong with you. It's kind of like the vaccine thing, huh? <laughs> no, we're not going there today. No, we're not. I'm not um, I didn't, did I, did I say that? No, it's true. They're but trying to use negative peer pressure, peer pressure, whatever kind of peer pressure. And I was raised to not give in to peer yeah, pressure. Yeah, they told us that in school. Don't jump off the bridge because everybody else jumps off the bridge. And now we're supposed to jump off of bridges. Like, but the bridges changed? aren't safe as they are. <laughs> Stay true. off the bridge. They need work. It's true. All right. Well, we should get on out of here. But Alan, thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, if it wasn't for people like him and the organization, uh, Second Amendment Foundation, where would we be, be today? Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to think about it. Um, but we, yes, we very much value the work that everyone at the second amendment foundation does. And Alan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on with us today. Um, thank you to our amazing listeners. Yes. We see you, we hear you. We are aware that all over the globe, if there is internet service, you are there and you are spending your time with us. And that is your most finite commodity. And we value that. We appreciate you. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in and uh, learning from our subject matter experts right along with us, right? We're right. learning right along with you. And then you take these conversations into your spheres of influence around your dinner tables, in your carpools, um, you know, at the kids' soccer practice when you're sitting on the sidelines, you know, talking with your neighbors. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I, I so appreciate it. I know Dan does too. Yep. I so. sure do. And if you like watching these videos in video form, then please go to our YouTube channel, subscribe and hit the uh, notification button. Everybody says smash it. And I say, you know, put your pinky up and press it delicately, Did darling. They smash it? Right? Did you? They do. They say smash that. Uh, uh, notification uh, button, but please subscribe. We have very few YouTube subscribers because for most of the time that Gun Freedom Radio has been alive and been a thing, we were a strictly live tertiary radio show. Right. And then we were an internet radio show, but there was no video component. And so uh, we don't have very many subscribers and we would love to see you uh, start adding your name to the, our list of subscribers. Also, there is a very second amendment freedom friendly version of YouTube. It's called gun streamer. So gunstreamer.com, you can go over there again, please subscribe and uh, ask to receive notifications. And there's a smartphone app called OpsLens. We, our show appears on there. And so if you're on the go and you know, sitting in an airport somewhere and you'd rather watch a video than with your mask on with your mask. Isn't that crazy? Hopefully by the time this airs, is it no, possible? It's going to take three years and two, uh, it's going to take three years and three it months. It would be so amazing if it would three just years and three months. stop, but you're, you're probably right. 
mark dan's words um but uh so the the ops lens uh smartphone app and also if you like to just listen to the audio only because you're out jogging you're mowing the lawn you're cleaning the house you're you know driving around whatever it is you're doing you can go to our website gunfreedomradio.com click the on demand tab and and binge listens to your heart's content darling he almost looked exactly like me when he did oh, that, I, yeah. right? Um, and if you want to see uh, every single guest that we have ever had on, even when we were strictly radio, there is a photo and a bio and links to the works of all these subject matter experts on our website. Just click the guest tab. It is a tremendous resource and we don't hate it when you spend time there. Nope. All right. So until next time, Mr. Todd. What are we going to do? I think we're going to pray for our nation. Absolutely. Please. And we're going to pray for our leaders. Absolutely. All of them, please. Cheryl. All of them? What What about the ones I don't like? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, not... you pray for them more. Yes. Pray that they'll change. Just pray, pray for, for their wisdom. Let God sort it out. Just pray for them. Right? We need, sometimes we need to help God, too. <laughs> That's... That's true. We are his hands and feet. We yes. are called to be the hands and feet. All right. Um, so that's it. Until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week. See you real soon. See you real soon. And God bless. Bye-bye.